Do you invest in ETFs? Whether you're thinking, what in the world is an ETF? Or you're looking for the next opportunity to add to your portfolio. GlobalX has you covered. From big tech to bonds and bars of gold, GlobalX offers a wide range of exchange-traded funds. Go beyond ordinary with GlobalX ETFs. Visit globalxetfs.com.au. That's globalxetfs.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth-creating journey but not sure where to put your hard-earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Kath, thanks for joining me on the Australian Investors Podcast. Thanks for having me. We've spoken before a few times. This is our first time recording a podcast together, and I'm just uh, humbled that you can take some time out of your busy day and come down and join me just across Melbourne CBD. Why don't we start with, for those who don't know you and haven't heard you speak before, I'm sure many are familiar with the business that you run. Yep. Tell us a little bit about your background. If I'm not mistaken, you've got three degrees, you've lived in four countries, and I don't think you started your career at Accenture, but you may have worked there at one time, for reference. Yeah, that's right. So I've had a terrific career, uh, you know, and I've been blessed to have been a true global citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're spot on. So three degrees, um, earned in Queensland and in Victoria. Hmm decided uh, at the age of 21 that I should move uh, from Brisbane to Melbourne. Um, I did start life at Accenture, although I'm that right. old. It used to be called Anderson Consulting at the time. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, and look, from there, that really just provided a springboard to going overseas. Um, I have lived and worked uh, in the UK, United States, Brazil, Singapore, and of course, my home, Australia. Yeah, uh, it's been a, a wonderful career, mainly in uh, risk management, financial services, consulting. In each of those roles, though, you know, it was always about building a business, a function, a product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me, it was uh, when I came across the self wealth opportunity. Mm. It was just it ticked so many boxes in terms of my past experience. Um, and looking at the opportunities that that lay ahead in terms of building out self-wealth. So Mm. I do believe that, you know, a a varied career and and varied life experience sets you up really well uh, as a business leader. Yeah, for sure it does. We'll get to the role in just a moment. But self-wealth is a sponsor of this podcast. So many people are familiar with the brand, many of them are users. But can you tell us kind of the origin story of self-wealth, how it started, and maybe if you bring us up to the time that you got involved, um, however you want to, however long you want to take, it's a big, it's a long time, but um, if you can t- take us from kind of like what was the initial idea through to where it is 
Yeah. Yeah, I loved the genesis of self-wealth. It was one of the things that really attracted me to it. Mm. So self-wealth was started as a Facebook for investors. Uh, It was a community Mm -hmm. uh, established so that investors, uh, DIY investors could jump on, um, share their knowledge, share their tips um, at times, share their frustrations. Mm. Um, And that really, you know, gave birth to our community feel. Um, which is something that we have continued on 10 years later. Um, I think, you know, when you look at the the brief history of self-wealth, starting from that community base, uh, became apparent a couple of years into the self-wealth journey that, you know, investors were also looking for a reliable, low-cost, high-value platform Mm. uh, in which to uh, invest in ASX equities. Mm. Um, So that came to life in in 2016. Um, Continued on the development listing in late 2017. The ASX listing was really about to raise capital to to build out the marketing budget and, of course, hire more technology resources Mm -hmm. to further enrich uh, the platform experience. Mm. Um, that was done in a in a very pragmatic way, um, like any good uh, fintech startup story in Australia. Of course, there were highs and lows sure. um, associated with that journey, um, and it really became you know a, a continuing of development until uh, you know twenty twenty late twenty twenty when we added the US equities functionality onto the platform as well. And then, of course, this teeny tiny thing called COVID uh, (laughs) came, uh, which provided incredible tailwinds for self-wealth. And bearing in mind that self-wealth was the first to introduce flat fee brokerage in Australia, um, we really set the mould and continue to set the mould in terms of new innovations uh, on the platform. Um, and, you know, it really was a case of, of during those COVID uh, months, the early months, you know, that the growth at Self-Wealth was exponential as we welcomed mm. more and more investors onto the platform. Uh, we were the only platform in Australia that stood up during the entire GameStop um, mm. trading that happened in, in February uh, that, that year as well. Right. So, you know, I think Self-Wealth really established its credibility um, as not only being low cost, but truly robust and sustainable. So I joined in April 21. So it's been about 18 months now mm. since I started the self-worth journey. Um, and so, you know, when I started in April 21, um, you know, it was a case of looking at all the incredible assets that we already had, including our people, mm-hmm. um, and really figuring out what the growth path uh, was going to be based on what our uh, investors were requesting of us. Mm. So, a few things here. How April 2021, this was like we were emerging from COVID, but it's still very much a thing. You know, there were lockdowns or people, you know, isolating and those types of things. Um, And you're coming into this business that's just experienced huge growth. I guess there are two questions in this is, how did you come across the role, first of all, and then how did you assess the business and what you could do with it? So after spending 20 years abroad, Mm -hmm. um, working for, you know, the largest multinationals in the world and having senior leadership positions there, what I really wanted was to find an Australian company, mm. an Australian company that I could wrap my arms around um, to to grow, to build, to set the standard, 
Um, and so, you know, it was through a, a friend, as these things always are, yep. uh, and, okay. uh, uh, you know, a uh, recruiter friend. And, and look, she said to me, hey, there's this company and I think you'd be great at it. Um, and so, you know, looking a little bit further, um, I, of course, got pretty excited pretty quickly, mm -hmm. um, as I certainly learned about the, the market landscape. Um, and so for me, it was a, a very easy decision um, to to accept the role. Mm -hmm. um, and when I see, you know, the opportunities available, uh, you know, not only did we already have a terrific user experience and a, and a good team, uh, but, you know, I saw very quickly how the market landscape was changing. Um, with those COVID tailwinds, you know, with any tailwind that you get as a business, uh, you can never take anything for granted. Um, so it was really thinking about, okay, so, you know, what have we got today? You know, what do I think is going to happen in terms of the overall marketplace, not just with, you know, COVID was going to diminish at some time. Mm. More and more, uh, you know, platforms were, were coming into the space. That's what happens when the addressable market doubles. Um, and, you know, that's what did happen. Retail investors, they grew from 700,000 at the end of 2019 mm. to, you know, figure around 1.4 million today. So that doubling mm. um, happened over a, a very quick period of time, which, which brought in more competition. Um, but it was really figuring out, you know, no business can just do the same again and again and again. It's about continuous adaption, continuous learning um, from what the clients need and looking at some of the macro um, factors that were happening within the investor landscape in mm. Australia. Mm. So they really were the premise from which, you know, I, I set out Self Wealth's new strategy. Mm. So there are quite a few things you have. In terms of employees, how big was Self Wealth? then, say just before you took over, and now, just to give us a sense of the, the scale and where you've taken it. Sure. So in April 21, uh, there were 25 mm -hmm. employees, um, right. all based in um, Surrey Hills. Yep. In, uh, in out of East Melbourne. Out of East Melbourne. Yep. Um, we, you know, the office space only had desks for 19. Yeah, right. Okay. So, you know, self-wealth <laughs> is the classic fintech mm. story. Uh, you know, starting from the garage and, and slowly upgrading. And yep. and so, you know, pretty quickly I, I realised that, you know, we, we needed to grow uh, in terms of our team. So um, today we have uh, over 60 people mm -hmm. in our Melbourne CBD offices. <laughs> yep. So again, an opportunity brought to us because of COVID in terms of being able to afford, uh, you know, cheaper um, mm. rent on CBD buildings. Um, and we've also now established teams in Malaysia and in India oh, right. okay. as well. So, um, you know, we have uh, over 15 people uh, in those two locations. Hmm. So, you know, again, it's about building a sustainable business model um, where we can, you know, reduce our, our operating costs uh, by having some of the, the functions overseas. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we really are a Melbourne-based company. We're very proud of our Melbourne status. Mm, yeah, I, I, I've seen the office. Uh, I love it. It's, an, it's a new building and there's a few other fun financial services uh, organisations in, in the building. So I was, as I was looking, you know, you see in the lobby, you see the list of names. I was like, oh, there's actually a lot of finance going on in this building. So uh, you're in a good spot. So this is, so that's, uh, you know, a bit of growth. You've gone from 25 to say 60 odd. Mm -hmm. uh, you've developed teams overseas. How did you th how did you set out? And this is where I'm really interested in is how you s set out 
team structures and design the organization for like the efficient outcomes because you're coming in uh, during a period of rapid growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you've seen this from the outside before uh, many times. How did you think about designing teams from the top down, horizontal? How do you think about that? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it having built many teams before and, you know, business units before, um, you do need to give careful consideration to, you know, firstly, transforming self-wealth mm. uh, into an agile organisation and not just, you know, putting up a couple of posters that says, hey, we're agile. Mm. Um, it really was about making sure that we had the right new skill sets in place. Um, so, yeah. you know, around product ownership, uh, whilst also making sure that we build out our technology function in the correct way. Mm. And, you know, one of self-wealth's advantages is, you know, we, we have people who have been at self-wealth and technology from day one yeah. um, and their experience and knowledge is just highly valuable. So we wanted to to cultivate that. But, of course, we needed to add new skill sets and, and new development skills, uh, you know, into that technology function mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we had to put ourselves on our own learning. So it was Agile 101 and figuring out what Agile looked, felt like from a self-wealth perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also believe that, you know, especially in, in a fintech environment, people, you know, the value comes from collaboration. And so people need to feel part of something. They need to go into, I call it their own tribe. Um, People also need to continuously learn themselves. So it's about making sure that we've got those structures in place so that people with uh, who are more junior in nature feel like they have someone to look to, someone to learn from. Mm. So um, from a product technology point of view, you know, we we established um, communities around product owners, um, scrum masters, uh, of course, our front-end, back-end d- um, development as well. Uh, and the area that I really wanted to build out was our data and analytics mm. capability, uh, which we've given focus to. Um, the other really important uh, development that we made is, you know, Self-Wealth is very proud. We, we've been nominated a number of times in terms of having the best client service. Um, and hmm. that is something that, you know, I wanted to continue. So, um, again, people investment into customer service so that, you know, our our clients um, know that there is someone that is going to be there for them Mm. um, when they need it. Um, And then, of course, marketing. You know, we went from a a team of one, Mm. uh, you know, to a a team of five. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you can really get carried away with marketing costs and sure. got to be very careful in terms of your return on investment. And and so really making sure that, you know, we had, again, that right skill set in place for marketing. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it seems like a lot, right? But you've been doing it for 18 months. Based on your vision, how far do you think you are through that journey? Yeah, so I always like to think of transformation journeys in waves. And, you okay. know, this is... Uh, you know, the second way for for self-wealth, we're over halfway in in the progression. So, look, we've done what I feel is the hard yards in terms of, Mm. you know, establishing uh, the broader team, um, you know, figuring out what what works and, frankly, what doesn't work and you continuously have to adapt. Um, So, look, now we've got those pieces in place. What we're looking forward to um, is, you know, to, to be able to get the benefit from it um, For sure. But look, you know, uh, 
continuously adapting and, and learning and, and looking to bring in, you know, some more talent into the organization as well. Mm. So in terms of the landscape, because this is, it's, it seems very dynamic, it, at least it has been the last few years, like you said, more competition. Um, obviously, the, the pioneers of fixed cost brokerage and kudos to you, just moved into the third spot in Australia. Thank you. By, yes. by market share, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. Uh how do you see that evolving over time? And then maybe we'll, we'll start to segue into where you're taking the business, like what is now versus in five years' time, say. Mm. Um, so let's start with the, the market dynamics. H- how has that been characterized over the last few years and how do you see the success in uh, from self-wealth playing out? Yeah, and look, thank you. We we have very recently found out that we occupy the number three position. Mm-hmm. Podium. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, two banks ahead of us, uh, but and for those who are very good at math, uh, that will, of course, equate that we have uh, taken over two of yeah. the big four banks. Yep. Uh, so again, that in itself is an achievement. I know there's mm. a lot of fintechs out there whose you know, business model is all about getting market share from the banks. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, obviously we we want that to continue. We believe that we've got the experience and, and the client service ready to fully take on uh, the banks. Mm-hmm. But look, the, the market landscape has changed um, a lot and will continue to change. Um, you know, it five, six years ago it was about, you know, flat fee brokerage. You know, that mm. truly was innovative um, and enough to be a differentiator. Mm. Um, now progressing forward, you know, addressable market has doubled. Um, I obviously with the current state of the economy and inflation, mm. et cetera, et cetera, of course the equities markets, um, you know, that doubling of growth, I don't believe will happen again, you mm. know, and it's slowing down. That's just a, a reality in terms of the number of retail investors, uh, currently in the Australian market. Um, so I think with that, and of course, so many new entrants coming in specifically into the equities space mm. um, and competing on nothing more than a, a price point, um, you know, Self-Wealth decided over 12 months ago that our strategy is about wealth creation for mm. retail investors. Um, and that means, you know, listening to our clients and figuring out, well, what does wealth mean um, for retail investors? Mm. And it can mean different things to different people. Um, so it's about figuring out, you know, what the asset type should be on the platform, what the experience should be, you know, cutting out some of the pain points, you know, around tax reporting, for example. And the real differentiator for us is our investment and our belief in providing independent thought leadership, content, education, um, providing a, a thorough um, set of information for our investors to utilize as they see fit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do believe that, you know, we do have a responsibility uh, in terms of providing that independence um, so that, you know, those retail investors um, can feel confident, can learn. And, and frankly, I'd like to see, you know, that happen a lot more in Australia. Um, you mm. know, our, our motto is it, it is about creating financial freedom for people. Mm. Uh, this, this, the next, I think that the, what you're getting towards as a platform is really interesting, which is building out a wealth platform, right? Um, and it's kind of that next evolution. It's like an industry, I think, mo- sh- shuffling across into that and capturing more of that pie as well. How do you, how do you juxtap- juxtapose 
self-wealth today versus what it could be in five years? Like what's mm. the vision that you're working towards? Yeah, so very much low cost, high value, wealth creation for retail investors mm -hmm. in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that transitions it from what it was, which was, you know, a, um, a flat fee ASX equities platform. You know, mm. it's uh, that's a very singular focus. Um, so one where, you know, where we're moving toward is it's a true community mm. of retail investors and, and people can choose their own communities, you know. So if they're interested, for example, in ESG, you know, being able to have a platform that caters for that sort of investment appetite. Mm. Uh, we will soon be bringing on crypto, but mm. doing it in a very self-wealth way. Mm. So, you know, providing uh, five coins on the platform and making it as simple as possible. But again, having information, content available to people, outlining the risks and the volatility so that they can go in eyes wide open mm. and, and be able to make the decisions that they need. And, and look, that's, that's what we're going to do across multiple asset types um, on the platform. Yeah, right. So it's going to so be more... So more holistic rather than just equities focus. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Multiple asset types and, and you know, we'll continue to, you know, be a, a mechanism for people to make their own decisions and assessment on wealth. Mm. How about the the data? You've got over 125,000 investors on the platform now. You mentioned before that that's a focus for you. What yep. would you love to be able to do with that data? Because I imagine there's heaps of it and more every day being created. Yes. Um, what 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 could you do with that? How how could yep. you use that? And you're right. So one of Self-Wealth's differentiators is we do have five years of, of trading data on our platform and it's, and it's extensive and it's of a high quality and it's something that we guard fiercely. Mm. Um, you know, Self-Wealth will not be selling our, our clients' data to no. anybody. But in terms of what we can do with it, it has to be to the benefit of our investors that are on the platform. Um, and so again, I refer back to communities. Um, so, you know, we do have some functionality in terms of, you know, follow me, um, trading uh, for those mm. who subscribe to it. They can see, you know, who the top investors are. They can look to see what they have invested in. They can move their portfolio to, you know, people who they deem to, to have similar investment mm. um, appetites to them. Um, and again, it just it, it's about building out more of a, I guess, unique experience to the investor. Uh, but, you know, they need to kind of uh, tell us um, yep. what they're looking for or if they want it to be completely not related to their investment decisions, they can still go in and, and make those independent decisions themselves. Mm. I know because I host the, the Self-Love Live on Wednesday nights, mm. I, get, I get to see the data if you, if you go. And I think more, I actually noticed this on Twitter, which is my preferred social media. Yep. I actually noticed that people are starting to pick up on that as well. They're trying, they're starting to use the the data to see what um, the community thinks and, and track that through time. It's really interesting. Correct. Um, yeah. One question that I know uh, one of our regular guests, fund manager Luke Winchester, who comes on the show, when he looks at uh, companies, because you're listed on the stock exchange, um, people can dial in for the quarterlies and, and, and so on. One of the things that he always likes to think about is like the, the metrics that you follow as mm. the CEO what are the things that you look at every day to know that you're doing the right job? And then I guess for us as investors, looking at self-wealth as an investment itself, mm. uh, 
how can we think about that as well? Yeah, I'm a very data-oriented person. Um, mm -hmm. Indeed, I, I have been a self-described data nerd. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's a variety of metrics that I use on a daily basis. Um, you know, there's, of course, your bread and butter, um, you know, trade volumes, value of the value on the platform, cash on the platform, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the, the metrics that I, I take great interest in are more oriented to our client base. So for me, actively looking at the engagement on the platform, uh, which means not necessarily the number of people who have traded during the day, but those people, how many people have jumped onto the platform mm. um, to check their portfolios, to check to see what's on, happening in the market, looking at uh, content and education, that yeah. materials that we provide and, you know, the engagement on that. For me, I find that, you know, A, exciting, but B, you know, really tells a story in terms of uh, engagement that needs to be highly valued. Mm. Um, I do also look at, um, we've implemented a, a system to help support our client service function. Um, we look at the satisfaction rates um, from each mm. of the chats and um, et cetera. So I monitor that on a, a daily basis. Um, the intel that gives, you know, it's not so much about uh, is the client service team doing a good job because I think they do a great job in the trenches, yeah. um, but it's about feedback on the platform. Of course. Yeah. Um, and particularly after we've we've put in a change and we're, you know, always putting in updates to our production environment, it's just a really good pulse. Um, and look, no business can exist unless you are listening to your customer base. Mm, for sure. Uh, I, I know, and we, we're fortunate from the outside because we get to see what uh, what the com company's doing each quarter. Mm. How has it changed for you being a listed company CEO? Yes. Um, so I've always worked for publicly listed companies. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know, now in the CEO chair, mm. um, Look, for me, I've always valued transparency and governance, um, you know, and I think, again, it's a differentiator of self-wealth compared to some of the new challenger platforms mm -hmm. who are not listed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, I want people to be aware of, you know, our financial stability, um, where we're making investments. I love the idea of self-wealth being a bit of a co-op in terms of, mm. you know, people investing in the ASX, but, you know, hopefully investing into us as shareholders. So, you know, whilst, of course, there is paperwork and reporting and deadlines and a, a whole raft of rules that, you know, I, I needed to learn pretty quickly around the ASX specifically, for me, it is an advantage mm. that self-wealth is listed. Um, and, you know, I think to that point, you know, I would I would make the point around some of the newer challenger brands, right? And, you know, I, I like being able to stand up and say, look, we have a sustainable business model here, right? Mm. There's a reason why we haven't played the race to the bottom. Um, you know, we want self-wealth to be here for decades, not days. Mm. Um, and playing that race to the bottom in terms of zero brokerage or very, very low-cost brokerage it just doesn't work in the Australian market, the way in which, you know, the costs are set up um, mm. from ASX, ASIC, a whole host of, of costs. So, you know, that's not a game that we're willing to play because we don't want to jeopardise our clients' holdings and cash, et cetera. We're here for for decades. Yeah, I think that's that's a thing that, uh, like, there's a cost, right? There's a, unlike, say, the United States, here in Australia, we have one exchange, one primary exchange, which has, you know, 
hefty fees as well. You look at the ASX itself, you look at their company reports, you can see the fees flowing to them. So um, yeah, I, I certainly understand that. Um, one final question, Kath, which is um, a little bit off the beaten track, which is just how do you spend a typical day then? Like we talked then about you know, looking at like um, engagement and you know just the standard metrics, the financial metrics. What does a typical day look like? Yeah, I try and spend 50-50 time between 50% internally, you know, working with the team, team leaders, um, you know, investing yep. uh, into them, yep. um, making sure that, you know, things are on track or uh, et cetera. The mm-hmm. other 50% of my time, it is more externally focused. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, exciting uh, technologies and, and fintechs that are out there and um, not just in Australia but abroad and really thinking about potential applicability to mm. a self-wealth experience um, and also meeting new people, yeah. um, learning from them. There's every person you meet, there's something to learn. Um, and so I think that combination gives a rounded view um, as a CEO. Mm. Yeah, that's, I like that. There's always something to learn. Shows the growth mindset. Definitely. Well, Kath, thanks for taking some time to join me today. Thank you very much. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service. Designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.